Coming to you live with the insight you need from the financials and political capitals of the world to the heart of innovation, this is Opportunities to Consider with your host, author, speaker and corporate strategist, Hunter Gaylor. Welcome to Markets Hunter, everyone. I'm your host, Hunter Gaylord. This is the show where we're not just talking about the markets, we're talking about everything that moves the markets. Um, also, from the political events to the corporate earnings, we're covering it all. And I want to get you involved in the conversation. This is a show for you. It's for the people who care about their investments, care about what's going on. So make sure you follow us on social media. Make sure you like and share our posts and let us know what you want us to cover in some of our upcoming shows. We're going to have some great special guests on who bring their uh, expertise and knowledge to the table, and we're going to be breaking down the headlines in a way that just makes simple sense. So thanks for tuning in, and remember to follow, like, and share, and don't miss an episode of Markets Hunter with me, your host, Hunter Gaylor. And just as a reminder, we are on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Twitter, LinkedIn, and more. Uh, so if you uh, ever miss one of our airings, you can always go there where we have everything posted. So uh, without further ado, today I'm excited to have a, a, a very special guest, a, a good colleague uh, now, Tim, who's the CEO of Deus. We've spoke with him before. Deus is a publicly traded company. Uh, they specialize in nanotechnology, specifically the development and commercialization of advanced polymers and, and, and processes. And so Tim will be joining us today to discuss the future of uh, his company and some of the potential impacts that his company is having positively on various industries. So Tim, welcome to the program. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Appreciate it. So Tim, just to give the audience a quick little refresh, can you just tell us a little bit about your background and um, the work that you're doing in nanotechnology? Sure. Uh, they started way back in the year 2000 and since then, we've been working on a family of plastic polymers uh, that we call Aqualitis Platform, and we use that platform, the features of that platform, to perform the work that today, for the most part, is done by motors, pumps, things that break, things that require energy, things that cause CO2. The idea is to use the features and leverage that power to accomplish the same goal, but in a different way that <laughs> uses a lot less energy and doesn't create the environmental issues that we're facing. We have to reset the environment that we're in. My background actually is in uh, marketing and computer science, uh, but it's a funny world that we live in. I feel like a part-time chemist now based on all the experience here. Well, that's good. So let's talk a little bit about Aqualite. I think this will be good for our audience. Can you talk a little bit, how does it work to separate and remove the contaminants from, from air and water? Well, let's talk about air for a moment. The idea behind the product that we have commercial today is called Conserve. It's an energy recovery ventilator. It's an add-on to existing or new air conditioning systems. It's useful pretty much for any situation, whether it's a house, whether it's a commercial building with um, offices in, or whether it's an industrial factory. Uh, we've had a number of different places all over the world. There's 45,000 some odd units around. And the way it works is very simple. If you take, like I'm in Florida, and it's hard to think if you're not if you're up north or something, but right now it's hot and humid outside, and inside is cool and dry. You pay somebody, a utility, a lot of money to do that cooling and drying. So what we do is we bring in fresh air, 
which is outside hot and humid. It runs over one side of a piece of plastic that we call Aqualite. And on the other side, we have the exhaust air, which is cooler and drier going out. The membrane plastic says, ooh, it's cooler and drier on one side, hotter and more humid on the other, and it transfers about 70% of the difference from, from the incoming airstream into the outgoing airstream, pulling it through the membrane. But the membrane is solid. We'll talk about that in just a second. So what, what ends up coming to the, the air conditioning system, the fresh air, is already cooler and drier. So you don't spend as much money. You don't use as much electricity, less CO2. And the benefits of ventilation after the pandemic, people now understand that it's huge. It's, it has an impact on your productivity. It has an impact on uh, your safety. It has a huge impact on uh, your knowledge, your ability, your cognitive ability. These are studies that have been out there for years, but people didn't really see much to it. Nobody understood the V at HVAC until the pandemic, and now you see it. So that's how conserve works. How does it purify water? Uh, again, it's a solid piece of plastic. We don't do things like reverse osmosis, which is pushing at 600 PSI water towards these tiny little holes in a piece of plastic. No, ours is solid. Fancy word, hermetic. We flow water by the membrane, and the membrane says, ah, you look like a water molecule. I will let you, the molecule itself, pass from one face to the other. So it goes from the dirty side to the clean side. It does that with a little bit of heat, does that with a little bit of vacuum, and it's done. It's a much more relaxed process than reverse osmosis. If you have waste heat comparable for what we need for the system, uh, the economics work out to be about half the price fully loaded of a reverse osmosis system using the Aqualite and what we call NanoClear. It's a process that we use for that. And that, by the way, is what also cleans PFAS to the level that we've talked about before. Same thing in terms of salt. Uh, it, it works incredibly well. That's the beauty of all these things. I could just sit here and say like a Nike commercial, it just works. Right. No, I think that's a, that, that's a good slogan. It just works. But I mean, we've talked about air conditioning. We've talked about water. Obviously with the pandemic, all of these things have now created greater awareness in the marketplace for it. And one of the things is, you know, how can this revolutionize industries? To me, it seems like there's a tremendous number of industries that that are affected by this. Can you name just a couple that you're working in um, with both the, the air and the water? Oh, gosh, there's so many. The air, think of any major air conditioning company. Uh, we, we work with them, selling product to their customers, not selling product to them directly. That's the ultimate goal. Uh, so you have a lot of that, but then you take individual, I mean, we just finished the large uh, Tesla uh, factory in Austin, Mammoth Place. Uh, we put a, a number of the conserve units in there. So again, it just works. People like that wouldn't put it in their factory if it didn't do what we say it does. And it, it does, is superior to what we've seen on the marketplace. And that's not me talking. Uh, it's a group that we belong to. It's called AHRI, Air Conditioning, Heating and Refrigeration Institute. They have standards from ASHRAE. The engineering organization, they test everybody's energy recovery equipment to that standard and they publicize that standard of the results. So you can go online and you can see it. Water, we're doing things with a group in China. Um, that's where we've done most of our water work because the water there, this is not only any disparagement of China at all, but the water in China is more of a challenge than it is here in the States. 
we have our issues here in the States. We kind of turn a blind eye to them sometimes, and you read about Flint, Michigan type things. Sure. But by and large, the water from an industrial perspective is a little bit more challenging, so that's where we cut our teeth. So we've got things happening in China starting to pick up steam again after a lull of about three and a half years. Well, and obviously when the world is shut down and now we're seeing all these things out of China, that's uh, that's good to hear. I mean, companies like Tesla that are trusting uh, Deus and, and the Deus technology, I think, speaks volumes to uh, the marketplace. But let's talk a little bit about um, environmental sustainability. We hear uh, everyone kind of get hot on, you know, sustainability Obviously, because you're using purification tech, you're using your technology for for purification and other things. Have talk to me a little bit about what your company is doing in the in the promotion of environmental sustainability, and and has your company obviously in this group has been recognized for that? Can you talk a little bit about over the over the the course of the time that you started the company till now, um, what that journey's been like in environmental sustainability? You know, Hunter, I'm going to make you a little embarrassed when I tell you what I'm going to tell you. Uh-oh. Here we go. Here we go. We don't do anything. And I'll tell you why. Because in my opinion and the opinion of the people I work with on our board and the, the customers that we've spoken to, everybody is tired of hearing about green, 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 sustainability, ESG. Yes, it's something that's coming. People are trying to understand it. They're trying to get their hands around it. But it boils down to this, to me, from a product standpoint. If the product does better than what's out there today, it's going to sell. And you can add all these other things to it. And it's a great thing. I mean, we talked about two weeks ago, um, a biochar using that type of material, planting it in the ground, using uh, and now clear the water process to clean the water that produces the biochar. A biochar is eligible for carbon credits, and they can make a lot of money with that. Wow. That's, and that's, great. that's, that's really good to know. It is. It's coming. And, and, and all that is, to me, an economic driver that you don't need the governments for. You don't need to have it subsidized. It has to be in the product. So when we have these design sessions at Deus, and I can tell you there are some people that are not happy with the, with me after these design sessions at all, is I'm a pain in the you-know-what over the fact that you have to target, right. target price. And it has to make what the market needs. It can't be something that's 3X and you're going to gain it in volume. Every time I hear that, I think of all the disasters you've heard years and years before that people have said, oh, it was no problem that it cost $100 today. We're going to have it down to $10 when we get volume. Well, you never get to that $10 because you never get the volume and you're out of business. Right. Um, well, that's, so a, that's a mature way to look at it from the from a leadership position. And, and that talks to the market potential because, I mean, granted, global water treatment and air purification markets are huge. Um how are you positioning with these in these design meetings to capitalize on the growing market? I want to clarify a point about the market too. People talk about the perfect storm. Well, that's kind of a negative thing. It's a bunch of bad things coming together working, but the opposite of it, courtesy of chat GPT is opportunity. That's what this is. It's a perfect opportunity. The market in the last two years is incredibly different. People are calling us now as opposed to us calling them. Um, that's the biggest thing. But the reception for the concert product, what we're doing with the next generation of it, with this large multinational company that I can't name the name of or I get phone calls and people are upset with me, um, is we're, we're reinventing air conditioning. That's the goal for us in the next three to five years is we're going to change the way air conditioning works entirely. And you want to talk about an industry, $250 billion a year annually. 
great, great, great technology from the perspective of what Willis Carrier did back in 1903. It has served us well, but the architecture is wrong. We change the architecture. We use the features in Aqualite. We change it. Not my number. This is a this is a customer number. Not my number. They're saying 75% energy savings and 54% CO2 savings, carbon dioxide. Wow, that's huge. That's, that's absolutely yes. I mean, from a, from just a stock perspective, I mean, it would seem that 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 the company and your growth and future plans, it just even getting and capturing a small percentage of that market, uh, the air conditioning market. Uh, is massive for your company. So talk to me about company growth. What are your future plans for Deus? How you've been growing in the recent years? You said people are now starting to call you. Um, let's talk about the company's future plans for expanding in applications, partnerships of the company who shall not be named. Um, what are some of the challenges and opportunities facing the company in the company in, in, in the coming years? Uh, walk, walk our audience through that from the CEO's position. The single biggest challenge is resource, people and money. And the, the markets are there. This is something that's turned around, and like I said, in the last two years, uh, right now is not the best place in the world in the public markets. You know, we all know that for a lot of years. And you mentioned just a few minutes ago that uh, we have some interesting writing this week over the uh, Silicon Valley Bank issue. Um, so the public market's a challenge. But that's, that's our biggest challenge. They're, they're, the business is there. The opportunities are there, and we need to capitalize them. Uh, capitalize on them. We see others working in the private world with, with um, uh, venture capitalists, places of that nature. Uh, private money. They are getting huge sums of capital. Obviously, allowing them to do a lot of different things with what they're working on. Uh, but we're making the progress we we can with what we have. Uh, could we go faster? Absolutely. But you know, you talk about investors. Look, the worst thing is people jump into this and they say, "Oh my gosh, I can do, I can earn all sorts of money in the short term." You know, two weeks, three weeks, four months, whatever. I tell people that look, look, look at investing in this company. Look at it as a two to three year investment because that's where you're really going to have the huge uplift, in my opinion. Obviously, I can't guarantee that, but that's what I see coming. Well, given the market, I, I want to bring this to a, a, a re relevant. There was an article that just came came out um, in the Guardian, and it was talking about. Uh, this report, which is linking between artificial turf, like what they play in stadiums, and cancer. Um, and this article reported on cancer among several Philadelphia Phillies uh, baseball players, and that those players have developed very rare cancers, which experts are suspect could be linked to their exposure to the chemicals used in the artificial turf. And so the issue has raised a lot of concerns about safety of artificial turf and the need for further research into its potential health risks because it it contains PFOS, these forever forever toxic chemicals. And so because what Deus's technology is doing, you know, what measures do companies producing artificial turf take to ensure that their products are safe for use would be question number one. But question number two, mainly for you, is does Deus have any technologies or solutions that could help mitigate the health risks associated with artificial turf? That's an excellent question and a wonderful summary. Artificial turf has been an issue, from my perspective, I remember reading about it the first time maybe 15 years ago. And that's the whole issue with PFAS. Um, as we've talked about before, the EPA, the EPA in the U.S. and its counterparts around the world are moving faster on this whole PFAS issue than I've seen them move on any single thing like it since I've been doing anything in water, which is about since 2005. 
So I may not be the you know the longest tenured person in the industry, but you can see that you can note the interest and the concern because they are moving quickly. Uh, in the things that I've read about the issues with the turf, it says that there hasn't been enough study being done yet in terms of understanding it totally, but it does have these chemicals with everybody's getting their hands around now, which are really bad. Uh, they're really bad for you. There's no question about it. You shouldn't be near them. So what do you do? A runoff from a field that's in place would require somebody, like if you take a stadium, would require somebody to gather that runoff and if they, it does go through a single place, then yes, we could do something about that real well because the Aqualife family has been proven two different ways to Sunday that it takes out 100% of PFAS. And we're all now working on longevity. I mean, does that work for the full lifetime of the material, which for water's sake we say is three years on average? Uh, right now it's yes is the answer. But the point is, is, yes, we can do that. The other thing is we can go back to the manufacturer of the material and say, well, let's see. Is there something we can do with the water that you're using or creating when you run this process to make the artificial turf? Is there something we can do to mitigate the product containing those forever chemicals? So two, two, different, two different levels. But a lot of that's going to shake out, in my opinion, over the course of the next two years at the outside. I hope it's faster than that because, you know, we're thinking about stadiums, but, you know, that's the number one type of turf used in most playgrounds at schools. Right. Yeah, that's an I mean, issue. Do, do you the think function. that it? Do you think that the concerns raised in 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 the article that I spoke about about will impact the market for artificial turf and and similar related products? I mean, because people are now starting to say we don't want to be around this. Boy, I got to tell you, that's an interesting comment. The, 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 we're sound by society in certain ways, which is sad sometimes, but hey, if people hear it, it's just like ventilation. They know more about it now than they ever did before because of the pandemic. So if you apply that same thinking that you're going to see this in the paper, you're going to see it on news clips and you're going to see it on the Internet. People now understand to ask that question. So you're going to have people in school boards. You're going to have people in art check and engineering offices. They're going to ask the question, does this material have PFAS in it? There are some claims that people make in the artificial turf world that I've seen recently that say our material doesn't have PFAS in it. Okay, well, it's up to them to prove it, but if that's the case, I'm sure those businesses will see a huge upswing real quick. So, yes, I think that that will have an impact because people will be more knowledgeable, more aware of it. Well, and it seems to me that because you have the – we had talked about this in one of our recent conversations is the fact that if you remove PFAS – you have to have something that's there to replace it, and 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 that's where I I see the Deus products coming into uh, a major play. Because um, if you remove something, uh, you got to replace it with something. In some cases, not maybe not all cases, but in most cases. And so I think it gives Deus, and at least from my my vantage point, a, a huge potential. And like you said, it comes down to money and resources. But I, I think there's a lot that we're going to be following. And so I'm excited to follow the journey along uh, with you and, and having the time to sit and, and talk with you about the innovations and really market awareness, getting people to talk about it. I mean, I didn't even think about schools until you just brought it up. I and mean, that's an excellent thing. If, if we knew, if parents knew that their kids were being exposed to, you know, these harmful forever chemicals uh, every day, uh, you know, for however many days, you know, five, what is it, five days a week, you know, for the, the time of a school semester? I mean, that's a 
that's a lot of exposure over the course of, you know, you know, you know, there, there's a lot there. So I, I, well, I really two, think two, two the things I want to bright. bring out in that. The first one is go back to what we talked about a week or so ago, and that is that you've got uh, the, the EU just threw some regulations out that they want to put in place in the next 18 months that outlaw the use of what we think of as chemical, I'm sorry, gases for air conditioning, the refrigerants, every type. They can't use it because it is a PFAS-containing material. Oh, so what are you going to do for something different? Well, they're obviously going to let it phase in, but the point is the day is coming that the material that's used as a refrigerant, its, it's days are numbered. So the, the, the air conditioning product we're talking about has no gas in it. It uses a little bit of water, it uses this material, and a little bit of vacuum. And it does an incredible job. I mentioned before, 75% energy savings and 54% CO2. Huge, huge, huge impact. The other thing is, is that you look at people talking about green energy. Okay, fine. That's a marvelous thing. Electrolyzers and fuel cells, love it. Hydrogen gas, you know, green hydrogen. Okay, but those electrolyzers and those fuel cell stacks are largely using a perfluorinated ionomer membrane made of. A fancy term for a real rugged and I can take a beating. Uh, that's good, but they're being outlawed. So all the people that are doing this with the green energy and the rest, okay, what do they find as a substitute? We can use Aqualite. It started out its life as an uh, uh, electrolyte for fuel cells. That's how it began, frankly. And it works in that environment. Is it as good as what's there today? No, but it can be. Sure, we just never focused on it because there was never a need for it. But the point is, there's so many different avenues. You have to be very careful and focus on which one you take. And I don't want to come across as, you know, you hang up the phone and say, geez, the guy's going to say it cures cancer. No, it does not cure cancer. It doesn't right. do things. It doesn't like aluminum. There's a lot of things it doesn't do. But there are certain things, especially in the environment we're in today, and that's why I call it a perfect opportunity because there are so many different verticals with this. No, I, I, I agree with you, and I look forward to continuing on the journey. And uh, for everyone listening, I uh, just want to give you a recap. We've been speaking with our uh, special guest, Tim, who's the CEO of Deus. And their stock symbol, for anyone that's following along, is uh, uh, their stock symbol is DLYT. Again, that's DLYT. And we're going to keep bringing you conversations with CEOs just like uh, Tim, who is explaining his company, talking about where they're at, where they're going, the market size, and really kind of dive into the important work that they're doing in their field. So, Tim, thank you for taking some time today on the program and for uh, walking us through where you're at. And if people have more information, it'll all be in the bottom of the uh, the description uh, in this uh, this this show. Uh, we'll be on uh, this will be on Spotify, iHeartRadio now, which we're very excited about, and uh, basically every platform that, that carries podcasts and uh, this will be all across LinkedIn and social. So make sure you guys share this, this interview, make sure that you share this uh, with your, your friends and family. And now uh, there's a chance you can now go share it with your school boards. <laughs> so if, if, if you have children and, and you don't want them to suffer the same fate as uh, perhaps some of these uh, unfortunate uh, ball players with the, uh, uh, the Phillies. So we're, we're going to keep bringing you the, uh, the conversations that matter here. So Tim, thank you so much for joining me again. Hunter, thank you for the opportunity, and thank everyone for listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Tim. So once again, Tim, CEO of Deus, and for uh, more information and for more episodes, make sure you go over to MarketsHunter.com, where we cover all of our, our programming there, and more importantly, follow us on Twitter, 
uh, twitter.com forward slash Hunter Gaylord. That's at Hunter Gaylord is the handle. And uh, we'll be bringing this to you on Instagram as well as we uh, keep sharing the message about this stock, Deus. And again, the stock symbol is D-L-Y-T. Thank you all for tuning in for another episode of Markets Hunter. Look forward to bringing you the next one soon.